Girl Clothing is so much more than clothing. We are a movement. We have collectively decided to stop seeing each other as competition and instead seeing each other as sisters because we believe that is why we are held back as a gender and we are tired of it. So we are coming together, sharing our stories, our experience, strength, and hope to know that we are not alone and to hear that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and we are moving forward. It is 100% girl power. We know that if the women energy is not lifted up across this planet, we are doomed as a human race and we are here to change the game. So please help me welcome back our host, Taver Lee. Hello everyone, this is Taver Lee. I am your host of Girl Talk and we are continuing on with amazing conversations with women who have made significant change in their life and are sharing their stories with you so you can learn and we can all grow together because we know that growing is really the goal. Always improving, continuing to be our best all the time. And now I have Kelly Hay with me. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. Good morning. Uh, yeah, good morning. I know. And we're, whenever you guys are listening to this, we, we just want you to know that this is morning time for us. And we have all had a long weekend. So we are going to literally just jump right in. And Kelly, you're from Ottawa. I am. So do you still have fans, friends and family there? My entire family is pretty much still there. It, like in the city of Ottawa? Um, the majority, yes, would still be there, yeah. That's so funny. And for those of you listening, you may not know, but I did spend uh, 14 years in Toronto. And my mom and my sister's side of the family, they all live like literally, what, 30, 40 kilometers from Ottawa. They live in a town called Arnprior. Mm-hmm. Or for anybody from the, the Ontario region, that's the Prior or the Ottawa Valley. Yeah, my parents are in Perth. <laughs> oh, my god, They gosh, live on a lake. I have my cousins live in Perth. <laughs> we have to chat about that after. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting part... It's an interesting part beautiful. of Ontario. It actually is so beautiful because it's lush. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of humidity. Lots um, of lakes. Lots of lakes. So it's lush and it's green. And actually, I really, really like that that part of Ontario because it is, it's it's country, but it's a different type of country. It, it is. Fe- it's so different. I don't... I it's don't not even, Alberta country. Yeah, it's not Alberta country. <laughs> right. Or, but you know what? There's not a lot of places in the U.S. that I feel like are like that. You know, if you think about it, how I'm trying to give people an example in the United States of where there's a state that's similar to that part of Ontario. Can you think about it? Maybe parts of New York. Upstate New York. Yeah. Where it's or humid. into Maine. Maine would be your closest. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that, that would I've be. I've also lived in New Brunswick. Okay. And so, yeah, Ontario, New Brunswick, and around the, the Acadian area would be similar. So yeah. Maine. Yeah, it's just lush. It's green. It's really humid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's peaceful. It's mm-hmm. fl- it's flat. Those areas are mostly yeah flat. And I'm from Colorado originally, which is where I live now. I moved back home, so uh, I'm used to the mountainous area. So yeah. Anyway, I'm glad we, that we have that. Yeah, we we could talk Canadian because I'll, I'll say the things that I miss. What do you miss the most from Canada? I do miss the snow. I don't miss yeah. the deep cold that hits inevitably for two weeks in like January or February, but I do miss the snow. Where do you live now? Austin, Texas. Oh, my dear Lord. To go from Ottawa to Texas? Yeah. Was there any transition in between there? Did you just yeah. go from one to No, the- no. We did, uh, we've done Ottawa. We did Fredericton. We did Bermuda. Went wow. to Western Canada, and then we were in California for six years, and now Austin. So why, how did you move around so much? My husband with work, different jobs, um, but he's been working remote for 
two years now. So we got sick of living in the Bay and paying to live in the Bay. I mean, it's beautiful. Oh, it's in California. It's just stupid expensive. Yeah. 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 So it was, well, where do we want to go? We almost ended up in Denver. Really? We may still. Well, you have a friend in me. <laughs> you can you can come. And actually, my whole crew that's here are all from Colorado. Oh, that's awesome. So if you make your way, just oh, know I will that, be you there. Got you, that you got people. I'll be there. And you come see us. Of course. We'll work out together, which awesome. will be amazing. That'll be fun. Yeah, wonderful. So I know that we're going to talk about weight loss today. Yeah. Uh, you have a significant weight loss journey. Yes. And are you you're a personal trainer now? I am. And do you work specifically with local clients or do you work like online? I do both. Okay. I definitely do both. Uh, I'm new to doing remote, not going to lie on that, um, but it's something something that I've done. I started doing that with my mother a couple of years ago just to see how well it worked. Honestly, she's my guinea pig. Mm. Um, and it works well. It's something I'm comfortable doing. Uh, I'm the kind of person, I'm a very hands-on trainer, so ideally I'd rather work with a local person. Um, but I'm also open to like that, that challenge if there's somebody that, you know, just looking for guidance or somebody that, I know a lot of people through tech, because I come from a tech background, if I could meet with them in person, ideally first, it'd be sweet. And then it would just be a matter of coaching them online and helping them remotely. And then I like the idea of connecting on occasion mm-hmm. and just meeting up and making sure everything's good. Uh, a lot of people I know struggle with travel, with work. I used to do that too. And they just need mm-hmm. workout ideas. So yeah. I, I mean, I can totally do remote or just online coaching. But yeah. I'm, I'm very hands-on. So I prefer, yeah. I do prefer hands-on in the gym. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because we're, you know, we're at the Palms and I'm four weeks out from a competition, nice. uh, a strongman competition. So I don't want to go the three days. I can't go the three days during my peak time without lifting. Right. So we had to utilize what we could find at the gym. Uh-huh. Um, and? It, it was okay. I mean, it was a pressing day. So my, my girls, Kim and Yvonne, which are standing right behind us, were waving to them. Um. Kim and Yvonne, they went yesterday to the gym with me and helped me grind through a nice. bunch of... So we used a lot of really heavy dumbbells and were able to do you know, Something. some overhead pressing, some incline pressing, a little bit of work on the back, um, some power cleans, you know, stuff like that. We're all... They're power lifters, so we primarily train in power lifting. That's what I'm working on. Okay. Just so started last week with my trainer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's, it was good. We got a good enough workout in for being in the middle of the chaos that we're in the middle of. So I'm really happy that we got that done. Good. But traveling and exercising is hard. You, I, I would say that it's the most difficult thing to do because your body has gone through... And people might not realize this, but when your body goes up to 30,000 feet on an airplane and down, it doesn't matter how they acclimatize the inside of the plane, it has an impact on your body. Sure. And so you're, if you're at a different elevation or you have different sleep habits or everything's changed, or for me, I'm carrying like 40-pound rucksacks. I'm like rucking through the airport. Um, when you're doing that, your body is already at a different level of, of fatigue. So yep. when you're hitting a remote, it's a new gym, it's a new place, it's new everything, mm-hmm. and you're tired. But moving is just better than doing nothing. Absolutely. So the first thing I do is go for a walk. Yeah. Just walk. Just to work out the soreness and get mm-hmm. some blood moving, right? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that I just have um, uh, cronuts that just appeared to the side. I see so that. I, I might slightly be distracted. So we're, gonna, we're not talking about cronuts right now. Let's just move on. No, we're talking about other things. We're talking about weight loss. Weight loss. I don't think they fit into weight loss. <laughs> I don't know the macros on that, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm a little curious. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that we don't want to know. I I, I don't want to know. <laughs> um, but I appreciate you being willing to share because I I know that you've lost a significant amount of weight. Tell us like how your journey started. How did you get to a place first of all where you needed to lose that much weight? <laughs> a picture. It was a picture taken to me at a tech event in San Francisco. 
in March of uh, 2016. I had just had LASIK done. It was February 29th, 2016. It's easy to remember. Mm. And it was that, like a week later, I was at an event with my husband and this girl I know took a picture of us and I looked at myself and I'm like, what the hell have you done? I was just so heavy and I was, I was disgusted with myself, honestly. I, I just, I was really disgusted with myself. And I remember when I got my LASIK done, the doctor said to me, he's like, don't go to the gym or anything for like 30 days. And I laughed at him like, do I look like I work out? Do I look like I go to the gym? And yeah, I saw that picture like a week later. And then as my, my eyes were healing and stuff, I just felt really crummy. And uh, so I joined the gym. It was March 22nd because I still remember it. It comes up in my timeline. And I met with a trainer like a week later and she assessed me and my, my resting heart rate rate was like 80 beats per minute. I was like 260 pounds. Actually, she weighed me in a little bit less than that, but I know I was up to 260 at my worst because of the doctors, they told me. And so I started moving with her. That was in through April. And she was big on me logging food and stuff like that. So I started to track my food and I started just to see how poorly I was eating. I didn't think I was eating that badly, honestly. I wasn't completely ignorant, but I didn't think it was that bad. And so logging my food really opened my eyes and then working with her and trying to keep up with her. And I was doing such a poor job and I was in such crappy shape that I thought I got to do better. So I started just logging my food more and moving more. And then I was, I'm a numbers person. So when mm. I started seeing the numbers and she was like, the, the app that they put my, my data into said, okay, well, you know, if you want to lose, she was very conservative. She said, so this is in April. She's like, well, let's see if you can get down 50 pounds by December. I'm like, okay. And the app said to, for me to eat like, I think it was like around 2000 calories, but try to burn about 2,300, which I was doing fine, but it was slow. And she said, she's like, this is just, these are just numbers, right? You can do whatever you want. So because I was logging my food, I actually was paying attention. And I'd actually log my food for the day as best I could, like in advance. And then I'd eat around that, and then I'd burn more. So I got into a rhythm where I was eating around 1,500 a day, but I was burning over 3,000. Mm. So I was losing a pound every other day. I was down a full pound. So I was down 111 months. And then I lost another 20 but I put some back on because I got down to like 140 and I didn't like it. Mm. I don't know why. I think it was a combination of skin. Like I have excess skin and I mean, I, I, I'm okay with it to a certain extent, but I just found it, it. I didn't like the look of it when I was at 140. Mm. Like everything just, I looked, I don't know. I just didn't look right to me. And so putting a little bit back on was fine for me. So I stay in the 150s comfortably. Yeah. So were you able to look back and, and, see the I, I want to say the the reasons or the process that got you to that weight in the first place um life <laughs> it yeah. really was life so I I finished school I, I got a information systems background with business admin and I got into tech and I was telling you before we started I was doing like tech support and I ended up getting into like a training team and I was focused on my career and I actually was trying to advance up to like management and stuff like that that was mm -hmm. my focus was mm -hmm. work and um, in the meantime, my, my husband was doing the same thing. He was also pursuing his interests. And he's more tech, and he's a, a lot of the money went his way, which is fine. I have no problem with that. He, we put him into lots of training. He had lots of specializations, and he worked up his career. And I stayed fine with mine, and mm -hmm. I never really got anywhere. But, I mean, that's fine. That's life, whatever. But my, my life was still work. And every, every job I seemed to get into, I was focused on work. 
And one of my, I'd say it was at least a decade ago now, I've been gone from that company a while. I was so involved in work that I was like, I would work, you know, 40, anywhere from around 60 hours probably on average a week. And I was eating out a ton. And even when we moved to the Bay Area originally in 2012, the first year we were in San Francisco, so it wasn't bad, but then we went to the East Bay and our commute was killer. We'd be up at 5 a.m. just to get over to the Bay by 7 a.m. So we had to cross the bridge. And then going home, we were so tired, we'd go and do takeout. Mm-hmm. So the weight just kept adding on and adding on and adding on. And then we, we killed the commute. We went, decided to pay more to live in the Bay and went onto the peninsula, which helped us a little bit. And because I got time back, that's how I actually worked the gym in. And I started mm. moving. And yeah, I just got to the point, like, it was life. It was truly life. But then I got to the point at work where, I mean, I was trying to advance and nothing was changing. So I thought, well, what can I control? I can control me. So I just got moving and focused on my health and, yeah. and thought, screw work, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, I, I think that it's really easy for people to say, if you really wanted to exercise, you would. And I, I, I do. I agree with that. And I, I mean, it it's is mental. It is. It is true. But I also, you know, I started my own business at the end of 2017. My company is called Corporate Cause Agency. Mm-hmm. And I will say that the I gave up a nine to five for 24 seven. So yeah. finding time to exercise is actually, it's, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. I have to build it into my schedule. Yeah. And it would be way easier for me when I'm up at five to sit in front of my computer and get all caught up in email before 7 a.m. even hits. I could do that. Right. I choose not to because yeah. I know that if I don't exercise during that time frame, you're gonna I'm going to. You're going to get into the rabbit hole anyways. And yeah. I think that's what people have to realize. Like, I, when I, so when I was doing that year of weight loss I was in tech I was still working I was working I wasn't working as many stupid hours because I decided screw it um my you had my, to prioritize my, my boss put me into the situation where I was forced to work those hours mm. to hit her deadline so it was like well I'm not going to bend over backwards if she's just going to give me more work not give me the support I need so I made made the choice to focus on me so Tuesdays and Thursdays I was fortunate enough to work from home so I was at that at the gym at 5 a.m. and doing my cardio the days I worked from home. Instead of doing the commute, I was at the gym on the treadmill for an hour. Then I'd go home and I'd work for a few hours. And then I was back at the gym to meet with my trainer at 3 that afternoon. That was my Tuesday and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, my commute was uh, Caltrain up the peninsula into the city. And at either end, I walked. I didn't do direct routes. I'd walk and I'd add to it. Every day at work, I walked the stairs. I found different ways just mm. to add cardio. And every night, I walked for two hours with my dogs. They they have the, they literally had the marks on their pads to prove that I walked mm-hmm. them a lot. Like, mm-hmm. It was focusing on me. Because I knew, like, as soon as I sat down at work, I was in. And Gosh, I was that, is, that, is, that is just so, I mean, everything that you just said boils down to, I just focused on me. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's the priority piece here, right? Because we don't focus on ourselves when we get takeout all the time and no. when we when we give everything to our job and and don't really just have anything left at the end of the day because the truth is is that there is so much energy that we can expel in a day. Mm-hmm. And the more we move, of course, the more energy we're actually going to put in our reserves. Right. I get that, but I also think that you something has to be sacrificed in order for you to exercise. Right. It's not it's not as if people that are not exercising now can just magically make time up here. No, it's like, well, okay, 
how am I going to find the time to do that? Am I going to wake up half an hour earlier Mm -hmm. and start adjusting to maybe a 10 minute walk in the morning? But does that mean I'm going to go to bed a half an hour earlier? Right. Like where, where do you make this, the sacrifices? And I, I think that it is, you make sacrifices for the betterment of, of your life. Mm -hmm. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I, I really just so much love that you said that you added time onto your commute to walk. I, I love that you started to recognize that there were different ways to be creative in your movement. Yeah. That's what, so I've been, I've been to a couple of conferences just, just talking about my journey and there's a, in the middle of the slide deck, I just have all these no excuses and I truly view them as excuses. Unless you come to me and a doctor's physically told you, you can't do something to me, you have no excuses. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that because it's a mindset. I mean, I knew I was overweight. I knew I was unhealthy I mean, the proof was in my joints, the way I moved, the way I slept. Just looking at me, it was all there, and it's all gone now. Everything that was wrong with me is gone now. That's Everything incredible. that I could undo, I've undone. And it's, so it's such a mindset. And it's like you're talking about the change in lifestyle. I mean, until Friday, I was working three jobs, essentially. Until just this last yeah, one? Yeah, oh, I dear. finished there in the morning before I hopped on the plane. <laughs> As a weight loss consultant for a major weight loss company. But I, I walked and you, away you from... you left? I did because I want to focus on my personal training. And oh. it was taking away from that. I mean, my passion now, it's always been training. Like, I did, was a technical trainer before. And now I'm just a personal trainer. What's a technical trainer? I used to stand and deliver co- uh, training so on a company, a company product to administrators. So I'd show you how to use the application, configure it for your network, oh, okay. stuff like that. yeah. So I was do I was a person that would create the training content, okay, and then occasionally also stand and deliver it. So okay. I was at tech conferences training people on how to use product. That was my former life. Wow. Yeah. And so you left a weight loss company. That I, was well, well. That was recently. I was only there for six months. Okay. It was a part time gig, but it, it was getting to the point because it's a it's a health and wellness space, right? So when do people deal with their health before and after work and at lunch? So they needed me there those hours. Well, that's also the time I want to build my personal training business. So mm. they were just overlapping too much. Yeah. And I wasn't getting the time I needed. Plus, I work at a personal training school. <laughs> Certified personal trainers. Yeah. So you, you, have, you have not only, you, you not only embody the life personally, you embody the life professionally. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's fun. I love it. Yeah, I can tell. You light up when you talk about it. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I love helping people move better. And I'm the type of trainer, like, I, I did enjoy working as a weight loss consultant. Um, that, that was a very mentally challenging job, right? Because you've got to dial in. You've got to tap into the goal and the purpose behind somebody because they'll derail their diet like that with an excuse. Mm-hmm. And it's all about excuses. Like, that week after Mother's Day, I had women come in, oh, my grandchildren, my daughters, we went out for brunch. And I'm like gain two pounds and they just you know and I get it things happen in life but to me it's just another excuse Mm -hmm. and it's so it's in it's an interesting mental game being a weight loss consultant and tapping into and having people really figure out what their goal and their purpose is and one thing I've said in my presentations is you don't wake up fat you don't just be suddenly become morbidly obese something's happened in your life you ever watch um, My 600-Pound Life, you hear the stories. Those are dramatic stories. Mm-hmm. But anybody that's heavy, there's something behind it. Mm-hmm. In my case, it was lifestyle. I mean, I don't have a sob story. I don't. It, just, it was my lifestyle. I, I became who I was because of my choices. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's lots of reasons out there. Mm-hmm. And people need to figure out what they are and tap into that and undo it. Yeah. Or stop it. 
Yeah. And so what is this that you said you started pers- you started power powerlifting? Yeah. So well my first my first year of my my journey was weight loss. Yeah. And as soon as I lost the weight, so I was training in California at Crunch and my trainer there, Keith, he jokingly said to me, he's like, Okay, now we gotta get muscle on you. I'm like, Oh crap. And they're like, You gotta eat carbs and I'm like, son of a no. Yeah. Like I was I wasn't I was kind of freaking out. I mean, I focused so yeah. much on cutting my macros, yeah. bringing my calories down to being told, okay, well, now you have to up it. And I know I didn't do it well. I mean, I, I did build muscle and stuff, but I didn't do it very well. And then when I moved to Austin, I started working with my coach and my business partner, Justin Wecker. We, I said to him, I went to a, a meet in January and watched, watched another one of his clients compete. And I looked at him and I said, I can do this, can I? He's like, yeah. I'm like, how long do I need? Because I'm very, I'm actually very patient when it comes to personal growth. My mm-hmm. husband says I don't have patience, but I know I do. Because <laughs> What's your husband's th- name? His name's Andrew. Hi, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, so he, he's like the tech background and all that stuff. And so I'm trying to get into the gym. But anyways, he says, he, uh, he says I'm not patient. But when it comes to my personal growth, the last thing I want to do is hurt myself. Mm-hmm. So when I said to Justin that I wanted to focus on powerlifting, I said to him, like, how long do I need? And he said, at least a year. I'm like, that's fine. I have absolutely no problem with that. I'm also the kind of person I'm, I, I really don't want to hurt myself. I don't want to do something stupid. Mm-hmm. So if I get to a point where he looks at me and he says my form's off and he puts the weights down, I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. So we just started last week. He scripted my first week of true like powerlifting program. Yeah. And we did the first day together. It was fun. It's, Welcome to the dark right? side. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I'm I realize, though, that I really need to really pay attention to my body more now yeah. and really focus on yeah. my warm up and cool down. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So because that I don't. You need to, you need to prepare. Myself. Yeah. You need to prepare the small muscles in your joints for yep. a different type of movement. And I do a lot of mobility work. Um, my, yeah. I have a, a, a coach, um, my strength coach, and then I have a strongman coach, but my strength coach, her and her husband do a lot of mobility work through Z Health. And so they have fixed me and my issues and injuries um, for years. And yeah. it's I pay very close attention to it because, yeah. you know. It's well, that's one thing that as I went through that weight. So with my weight loss, I always thought as the weight was coming off, I just assumed a lot of my my discomfort was still weight related. So I thought a lot of it would go away. And then when I was down the 100, one thing I never really got rid of was a minor back pain. And mm-hmm. I thought, what the heck is it? So somebody's like, go to a chiropractor. And I did. And I get an anterior pelvic tilt every so often. And now I know when it hits. So, like, I know little things with my body and I know yeah. when I'm off. And, like, I used to have plantar fasciitis all the time. Yeah. And now I know that when my, f- my arch hurts, it's actually a wicked knot in my calf. I just know it is. Wow. I just, yeah. It, so there's little things that I've tuned into, yeah. but then there's the odd one. I'm like, hey, what is it? My ribs go off now. Like, I have the weirdest things. I can't sit. I lost 17 inches off my derriere, so I can't sit anymore. So I'm shifting all the time. Oh, but I shift in ways that I know. I like I affect- that you just call it derriere. Well, you know, I'm, try- I'm trying to De- not what is swear. Derriere? Did you say derriere or derriere? I could say either. I, I don't know which one I said. I don't know I can, which I one I can tap is. into my Canadian French. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, yeah, right. Mon derriere. Um, but yeah, I can't, because I can't sit comfortably anymore. I shift a lot. So I, oh. I end up impacting my ribs. I know that's what I do. Yeah. I don't realize it in the moment, but yeah, I think those, those, all of those, it's see, as we're here talking now, I'm like, I'm doing, now you're cognizant I'm, of it and I'm, you're going to I'm shift. like, I'm moving, you know, mm-hmm. I'm doing glides, I'm moving. Yeah. I, I think that movement is really important and well, especially here. I've had to leave some of the talks. I've had to get up and move, like, yeah. well, yesterday morning I had to get up. 
was it after Janae got up? I think I had to. I couldn't sit anymore. And I stood at the door for like the for the last hour before lunch. Mm-hmm. I just have to keep moving. Yeah, I also think too that that's um, that's just our body makeup and where we're at in our healing. That's the other part for me. It depends on where I'm at. If I haven't, if I'm sort of in a rest period or a full recovery period, I'm usually okay. But if I've had heavy lifts over a couple of days, the the longer I sit in one spot, the more sore I get. Yep. So I, I want the blood to keep moving to help earth recovery and, and move that lactic acid through, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this is amazing what you're doing. This is amazing you. that you've lost the weight and you've taken your health into your own hands and now you're helping others do the same. I'm trying. That is awesome. How can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Instagram at Kelly Hay, just K-E-L-I-H-A-Y. Um, I'm on Facebook. Kelly Hay. Everything's just under my name. K-E-L-I-H-A-Y. Very simplistic. Kellyhay.com. I'm also working with PFTA Austin. Okay. Uh, So if you'll ever look up PFTA, just like it sounds, Austin. It's a personal fitness training academy in Austin. Awesome. So, yeah, we do um, workshops. And we're partnered with NCSF to certify personal trainers. And we're doing workshops there and stuff like that. I'll put all the links in the show notes. Yeah. So uh, let, let me ask you one final question, and that mm-hmm. is, like, what, what has been the greatest impact to you as a woman? Because we are at, you know, a Girl Live event. This mm-hmm. is about, you know, our women who are on a journey to self-love and discovery. And, you know, what is your weight loss journey done in terms of impacting your life as a woman? I do feel more confident, um, just in general. I feel more comfortable in clothes. Which mm-hmm. I'm still not a shopper. I hate shopping. I'm, but you I'm, look lovely. I, thank I'm you. admiring your shirt very much. So oh, thank it's like you. it's like low cut and it's like you it's, know turquoise it's a little dress. Hat. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. And oh, is it a dress? It's I a couldn't dress, tell because yeah. we're sitting down. But it's, yeah, I know. You, you so look my fabulous. life is gym clothes or dresses like this. It's yeah. one or the other. I don't have an in between anymore. Um, I d- I'm still not a shopper though. Like I'm still very um, self conscious. And it's because of the skin. Like, and mm-hmm. again, I'm I'm okay with it. It's part of me. I, you know, I did it to myself, but it's still something I do think of. So, like, you'll never see me in short shorts. Mm. And it should be interesting when I go to power lift, and I'm supposed you to wear to that wear, outfit. And I'm what's like, what's it called? I don't know. I, don't know, I look at it like it, a onesie. Yeah. It's yeah, not it's a, a onesie. It's a onesie, kind of a onesie. Yeah. And I see people, and I'm like, son of, a, I gotta wear one of those at some point. And I'm yeah. like, and that's gonna be tough for me. I know it is. It's a mental thing, and I know it's all mental. I mean, I totally know it, but it's still there. Yeah. I just kind of shrug it off and yeah. So self-confidence. Yeah. Generally speaking, one thing I found funny though, is I joked to somebody, I went from tech, very male focused industry into personal training, which is also male focused. And it's, the experience has been, um, one of the, my frustrations with tech is, and I go to interviews and I come home and I talk to my husband and some of the questions I would have, he'd be like, why do they ask you that? I'm like, I don't know. Cause I have to prove myself. And so I did listen to his interviews and I don't know if it was because his background, I don't know what it was, very different questions, very different. And so I'd always come back from an interview and be like, why did he ask me? And he's like, I have no idea. And then in the training world, you look at me and some people like, she doesn't look like a trainer because there's even as a, it doesn't matter if it is, it's a male or female, there's a persona around what a personal trainer should look like. Right, right. Big and, and buff. and Big and buff. And yeah. not just that, too. Typically a little more masculine looking, yeah. even as a woman, a little more masculine yeah. looking. And um, I remember when I, my first job, the, the gym that I lost all the weight at, I was hired on there as a personal trainer. 
And I remember my trainer, so my, my trainer and I became co-workers, and one of his clients actually said to him, she doesn't look like a trainer. And mm-hmm. he stood up for me. I mean, bless his heart. <laughs> He's yeah. like, well, what, is, what should she look like? Right. I think the difference, too, is that you, you look like a real person. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I look but like a real person. But, but the thing <laughs> is, is that we have biases. Oh, absolutely. We all have biases about stuff like that. Um, I was at, at the gym that I lift at primarily, not my strongman gym, which is a different gym that, yeah. um, that has a different culture, has a really good culture. It's called Iron Warrior Gym. And if mm-hmm. you ever come to Denver, we'll go there. Because we'll it's there. like and raw. And if you come to Austin, I'll take you to gym one. Yay. Yeah. Like Iron Warrior Gym has no mirrors, right? It's all just weights and just people that are lift heavy. And they do Love all it. different types of lifting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely a lot of power lifters, a lot of strongman. Um, they, there's definitely a few people that do Olympic lifting or just there to lift, just there right. to pick up weights. Um, but at my other gym, there's a lot of personal trainers that actually come from different backgrounds. I'm, I'm quite surprised that, that they bring people in that just actually look like people. Um, and they, you wouldn't know they were a trainer if they weren't wearing a trainer shirt. Right. And I, I kind of like that, right? Because people are relating to them in a different way. Yes, I'd agree. Yeah. Well, this has been amazing. I'll, I, I thank you for sharing. Thanks mm-hmm. for coming on. And for those of you that are listening, you know, go find Kelly. Like, look up her information and just reach out to her because she, I'm sure she will be happy to answer any questions you have and share more about her journey. And if you're looking for personal training, she can help you remotely um, and just even give you advice on, you know, what she learned and, and how she experienced her weight loss and, and her focus on healthy living and and thank you thank you if you guys are listening to us on spotify apple Podcasts, ladies chit chat club wherever in all the places make sure you give us a rating leave us a comment because we would love to hear from you and we will be back soon this is courtney olson thanking you for joining us if you want to keep up with us and join us some more find us on our website at girl.com that is g triple r l G-R-R-R-L.com. You can find our newsletter on there to sign up for that and stay in the now. Or find us on our Instagram at girl underscore clothing. That's girl underscore clothing. And remember, you are enough.